Welcome to that Eddie show. We don't like. What don't we like, Dory? <laughs> what did Brief Rats bro tell us we don't like? God, I hate getting older. <laughs> Were you even listening to the lyrics of that song, Paolo? <laughs> it's not about I not was- liking. <laughs> It's about the things that hurt you. It's about that 80s angst that gets you right in the heart. Oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. I missed that little bit. Pressing the buttons and twiddling the knobs. Indeed. <laughs> but um, I couldn't hear the lyrics. Therefore, I could not mishear them. And you said to me, we've got to play this song this week because I've got great misheard lyrics for you. It's so funny. So... Driving my kid to school the other day in the car. The song comes on the radio. We both love the song. My kid says to me, do you know when I was younger, I thought that when they say we're driving, they're saying we're dragons. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Hilarious, right? So funny. I'm thinking need to talk about this on the show. And then I was like, let me actually just pull the lyrics up. So that I can like, you know, just, you know, be, be, be very familiar. But it is one of my favorite songs though. Yeah. I pulled the lyrics up on the internet last night, Paolo. They're not saying we're driving. They're saying quit driving. Oh, wow. Okay. So we both misheard the lyrics of the song. (laughs) Well, because, because it's called, I mean, cars, cars is in the title, cars and girls. Cars, I, I mean, mean so we're you, driving. It's cars. You, you got to be driving. I mean, why would you stop driving? Why would you quit it? Okay. So, oh, I have loved that song literally since the 80s and was last night years old when I found out that the lyrics that I thought were the lyrics were not the lyrics all this time. That, that is so wild. You see, you see, that's what I say to anybody, anybody who wants to poo-poo, 80s say, oh, you'll run out of stuff. It'll never be new. <laughs> like you're wasting your time. Say no, poo-poo to you. I poo-poo mm. on you because there will always be something, especially as you get older and your brain changes and your reference changes and you start <laughs> hearing miss, you miss your lyrics more often than not. How has your week been, Dory? Fun times if you're in South Africa this week. Yes, my week has been... Dark and yeah, quiet. And dark. Um, yes, <laughs> we don't want to uh, <laughs> keep international listeners in. They've been enjoying the Queen's funeral. Um, not so much for us. We could not do that. <laughs> we had to follow it like 24 hours later, basically like we did in the 80s. Like there were hot new shows around and we couldn't watch them <laughs> until weeks later. I, I did we're, not watch the Queen's funeral. I am not going to watch the Queen's funeral. I heard that the part with the dogs was very emotional. I don't have time. I don't really care. Do you know when I was a kid, and I mean, who didn't? But when I was a kid, I was glued to the TV for Princess Diana and Prince Charles's wedding. Mm. That's probably the last yeah. thing I cared about from the royals. The, the royals care. were so huge. They were mm. so huge in the 80s, right? And, and Princess mean, Di was so huge. Yeah. Oh, everyone yeah. was just all over Diana mm. uh, and everywhere. Like, it, I mean, You Magazine, we always talk about it, but I think You Magazine 100% built their empire off Princess Diana. No Princess Diana, no You Magazine. I mean, I think that's safe to say. I'd love to go back and look at their <laughs> financials and their, their sales figures 
and like go, how many times did they have Princess Diana on the cover? Um, yeah. And and yeah, we loved we loved the Royals. We loved them. We had them on everything. We had them on bottles of Bell's whiskey. We had them on teacups. We had oh, we had them everywhere. We loved that. We loved the Royals in the eighties. And Princess Diana loved George Michael, and George Michael loved her, and they all loved Elton John. And, and Prince Di- just- and, and Diana and George had the same hairstyle. It was so lovely. I mean, <laughs> just symbiotic. Everything was just working so nicely together. Um, Can I we- quickly go back to our lack of electricity? Right. So just just if, if you're international, because we know we've got a lot of international listeners. Yes. We've got this thing in South Africa. They call it load shedding, but it's it's like rolling blackouts where yes. for a lot of hours a day, I mean, pretty much 12 hours of a day, split up in segments, you don't have electricity. So yes. it moves around suburbs, moves around areas. If you hit the wrong day, you can go like a full day without electricity um, if you're just in the wrong places at the wrong time. And we, mm. when people come to South Africa and they say, wow, you guys got so many solar panels. Like you really are environmentally conscious. It's like, yeah, we are. <laughs> but... <laughs> Because we have to be. We have to be. (laughs) We have to be. So you got backups and things like that. But like what we notice and what we're seeing is like your your mobile connection starts going down and getting patchy. Like it's just, it sucks. It just sucks. Solar and generators don't power certain things. It's just, it just sucks. It's not the best. So if you're international, that's that's what yeah. this means. That's, that's what, what Dory's about to get into. But yes, I, yes. what I want I want to share. I have a friend named Anastasia. I don't know if you if you've ever heard that Russian people are very serious and don't smile, and you know uh, are a bit crazy. So I, mean, I, I listen in the eighties. I knew Ivan Drago, so it it computes. <laughs> this is a true story. <laughs> true. True. So I have a Russian friend named Anastasia who who doesn't smile much, but is one of the funniest people I know. And right. she did a bunch of posts on Facebook this week that I have to share because a lot of them have 80s content and they're very funny. So with the load shedding, you have stages, which is like stage one, stage two, and the, the stages will determine how long your power is going to be out. She's called them levels in these posts, but it's the same idea. So she's, so currently the stages that we have got to stage eight. So she's imagining what happens if we go beyond that. Right. Right. So she's saying load shedding level 10. There's no light over at the Frankenstein's place. (laughs) Load shedding (laughs) level 11. Roxanne can't put on the red light. Load shedding level 12. You can take Morrissey out tonight to show him he was wrong about that light never going out. <laughs> load, shevel, load shedding level 13. That's why Jim Morrison needed you to light his fire. Load shedding level 14. Even Elton's candle is in the wind. Load shedding level 15. Paddy Smith discovers people have no power. Load shedding level 16. Simon and Garfunkel are no longer happy to see their old friend. Load shedding level 17. Escom killed the video star. Amazing. <laughs> wow. That is untapped. Why did Amazing. we do this? <laughs> we should just hire, we'll just hire her and we'll say we did it, but it was really her. <laughs> yes. And, and she's an amazing graphic artist, illustrator. Oh, so I, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, why didn't we think of that? So well done, Anastasia. That is phenomenal <laughs> stuff. Will you be sharing so that? We'll be, sh- we'll be sharing some of those on our, our Facebook page. I, I can ask her if, I, if, if she's happy for me to share them. She's very happy. Post a couple. Yeah, that'd be yes. cool. That's hilarious. I'm mm. loving that. Uh, you see, you got to make lights, Dory. You, you literally... <laughs> 
got to make <laughs> lots of these things. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Right. So, right. <laughs> um, we are very good at uh, sniffing out a reboot of our favorite 80s shows. Like we normally mm-hmm. – it doesn't skip our attention. My wife got duped into new never-ending stories. She goes, oh, there's a new never-ending story. I said, no, no. Why don't you listen no. to our show, first of all? Um, yeah, because hello. I did a deep dive investigative piece into the shenanigans, the legal shenanigans um, around why there they, they will be one. I mean, there will definitely be one. but It uh, is, after not- all, the never-ending story. Exactly. Exactly mm. right. Um, and the court case of that, it's ridiculous. The, the guy who wrote the, the book hated the movie, suing, they don't want to make another movie. There's a whole story. It's wrapped up in German legalese. I mean, it's, it's Disney have got their work cut out for them, but they're going to do it right. So mm. she got duped. But I don't know how we missed this. Maybe it was just me, Dory. But there's not only are they making a reboot of Quantum Leap, it's already yeah. started flighting. What? You see? This is what I'm saying. So I start seeing um, like quantum leap like posters and stuff and start. I was like, oh, are they making it? No, they promoting the show started. There was one episode last week. There's a new one now. It's not on any platforms in South Africa. I believe it's on NBC in the States and, and wherever you get NBC content around the rest of the world, I suppose. But they've rebooted quantum leap 30 years later. OMG, I'm looking at the cast. I'm so looking Dory, at it. You're a big fan of Quantum Leap, right? Huge. Just huge. Top line, IMDb description. What was Quantum Leap in the 80s? You recommended it as one of your viewing oh, recommendations. I did. Just give us, I did. just tell us what it was like. So basically, I mean, one of my favorite things is sci-fi and one of my favorite sci-fi things is time travel. And Quantum Leap was about this guy who stepped into like some sort of time traveling machine and unfortunately he gets lost in time so he's bouncing around from time to time he can't get home back to where he was in his present time and he's going i think it was always backwards it was never forward Mm, mm, um mm. within his lifetime i think from what i remember but yeah and he's always and what happens is he kind of leaps into somebody's body so yeah. this sounds yeah. so bad now that I'm describing it. But yeah, so he, he he doesn't like appear as himself in the time. He leaps into somebody's body and then he kind of has to live as that person until he solves a problem or, you mm. know, fixes something and then he can leap out again. But then he ends up basically repeating the same process over and over and over again. Yeah. And, and- it was really cool the way it was done because you as a viewer <clears throat> were seeing him as himself the whole time. And the only yeah. way you could see what other people were seeing, like the kid, the person who he was, was if he looked in a mirror. So the first thing he would do when he leaped, when he leapt, when he arrived at his destination is find a mirror to see who am I? Am I a man? Am I a woman? Yeah. Am I black? Am I white? Am I a child? And he would, I mean, literally be anyone. And then he would have to try and act like that person and figure out what was wrong in their lives and fix it. It was very sweet, actually. Yeah, I loved it. It, it was. People loved it. It was such a, it was such a, you know, time travel stuff can get so, especially lately. I mean, oh my God, our time travel, anything with time travel kind of in the past 15 years is just, 
there's different theories on time travel, whatever. Back in the 80s, time travel was easy. Like I go to a different time, I do something, it makes stuff. Like it, it was easy. I turn into a yes. kid, I do something there. It doesn't create parallel timelines. It doesn't do any of that shit. I go to, I go from the 80s, I go to 2015. I have a hoverboard. Mm. I make probably the best movie ever. Definitely the best movie in my series. I go back. Nothing. It, it's it's fine, right? Time yeah. travel is so complicated now, right? So Quantum Leap, Scott Bakula, uh, th- that's the role he is known for. Like, I mean, yes. 100%. And there was the guy that um, there was another guy in it that wasn't a guy. Was he a robot or was he a computer program? I think he was a guy, but he would appear to Sam as like a hologram. Yes. And that was his, um, I think the guy who was literally back in the lab trying to figure out how to yes. get him back home. Yes. 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 So, so that was kind of his man with a plan. So he, th- this was the only it guy was- who knew. Didn't know where I he was. Cannot remember his name, but I'm going to find it for you. Was it Jimmy? It was a name like that. Or was it Jimmy L. or Timmy? Okay, it was well, L, uh, and maybe that's why you thought he was a computer because was, L I'm, I'm looks like AI. He was, he was a computer. I'm telling you, <laughs> maybe he was, he was a computer. computer. He, I think hmm. he was artificial. L stood for artificial life. I'm telling you, Alf stood for art of alien life form. Al, st- I'm telling you, he was a, he was a. He okay. wasn't I'll tell you what I'll tell you what Wikipedia says. Wikipedia says Dean Stockwell co-stars as Admiral L. Calavacci, Sam's womanizing cigar smoking companion and best friend, who appears to him as a hologram and researches and shapes his opinions of the past. Oh okay. yes, because he needs information. So like he's yes. like, okay, I'm in 1952, I'm a black woman, what's going on? And Mm. then Al comes and goes, okay, here's what's going on right now. This is where you are. This is what's going on in the world so that he can help him, like, you know, fix the problem, whatever the problem is. Yeah. Okay. So so that was it. But the sad thing is, is that Mm -hmm. he had a family. He had a wife and daughter, and that's why he wanted to get back. And spoiler alert, I'm sorry. Don't. I'm going to cry. The final title card. You've now gone. It was about five or six seasons it ran. Uh, I think so. You you really invested in the whole story. Five seasons, five seasons. Right. You love it. And the mm-hmm. ending title card. Like, I hope I get this right. What was his name? Sam Beckett. Was it Sam, Sam Beckett? Beckett. Sam, Sam Beckett, yeah. Doc, Dr. Sam Beckett never got home. <laughs> that's how it ended. <laughs> no reunion. No, that's it. That he just that lost Paolo, time forever. But you know what? You know what? I mean, as sad and as horrible as that is. It is so Gen X. Oh, yeah. Totally. <laughs> it is like no happy ending for you, no participation <laughs> trophy for you. This is real life. Deal with it. <laughs> By the way, the next five years, you're going to be listening to Nirvana. So <laughs> 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 it doesn't get better. It's going to get angry. Um, so, yes, this, this, is, this it's, explains a lot. And that's how it ended. No happy ending. It was like he never got home. Yeah. So I um, am going to keep an open mind and try and get hold of the new one because I'm curious. I'm, I'm going to have so, no expectations and I'm yep. going to be open-minded and curious. So let me pick up where it is, right? Right. It picks up 30, 30 years later. Okay, yeah. 30 years later, same organization that Dr. Sam Beckett worked for, right? It's still this thing called the Quantum Leap Accelerator. This is right. what helped him time travel, right? So now they need to restart the project mm-hmm. to understand the mysteries behind the machine and its creator, right? So it's a whole new team. Al is now AI, right? And it, that, so it's that now makes sense. And, right? <laughs> 
It's now AI and it represents itself as a woman. It's like being completely like reimagined, whole new cast, very representative, yeah. all very cool. Um, same concept. He bounces around time uh, and he takes the appearance of other people. Episode one, Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. I love, I love Ernie Hudson. Yeah, so I he love makes him. an appearance. He's been in many things. I don't think of him as, as Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters. I, I don't do. know why. Um, oh, okay. Because you hate Ghostbusters. No, that's not true. Do you, do you love? Okay, cool. Cool. Okay. So you love Ghostbusters then. Uh, uh, that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, listen, internet now is merciless, right? You cannot say anything. So kind of just the reviews that are in are like, what an insult to the original. Okay. That's yeah. the first thing I read here. Uh, <sighs> the other thing I read here says, um, oh, <laughs> uh, what is the new quantum leap? Oh, Ben Song is the new Sam. Ben Song is the, the, the new character. Ben Song is the new Sam Beckett and he sucks. <laughs> oh. Okay. So now um, who is Ben Song and what, what do we know him from? So I don't rec I don't recognize him, but listen, I'm terrible with actors. Uh, new okay, I'm going actors, to just so quickly are, check because uh, he's familiar to me. His look is familiar Raymond to me. Raymond yeah, Lee, he has been in here and now. Ken Kevin can f himself. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, I love I that him. show. Yeah. I love yeah. Kevin. I don't know why himself. I said that. I say fuck all the time. So Kevin can fuck himself. That's a great. Okay, show. so here and now, I actually recently watched Here and Now. Okay. I don't know if you know what Here and Now is. It sounds That's like why he's familiar those, to me. Yeah, it sounds like one of those super melodramatic shows that my wife watches oh, and like dude. one person will have a terminal disease. There will no, be No, no, not at okay, all. No, no, not, not at that, all. Okay. No, okay. it's actually a bit sci-fi-ish as well. And it oh, was cool. so cool and so interesting and so compelling and then got canceled after the first season and left us on the worst cliffhanger ever. Oh, uh, so I'm very if upset you liked about him it. and that but maybe then that's you're right. Okay, cool. So already there's a plus. Okay. Yes. Got Ernie Hudson. Okay. Love him. He's he's not bad in anything. He's always so Never. good in everything. Always amazing. Um, yes. Even in Ghostbusters. It, okay. Right. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm all I'm all in. I'm all for. If you've not watched Ghostbusters Afterlife yet, that's your problem, right? He shows I up. Okay. He okay. shows up in Ghostbusters and this new Ghostbusters kind of reimagining. He's now because he kind of got like they didn't know what to do with him in Ghostbusters. He just showed up. Um, yeah. And, it, you know, everyone kind of like got a little bit of birth to where they, who, you know, fine. He now shows up and he's kind of going to be like this um, Nick Fury funder of a new Ghostbusters project. So at the end of it, he buys the Ecto-1, he buys the firehouse, which is kind of going to be condemned, and he kind of intimates that he's going to get the Ghostbusters back on the road, but he's going to fund the whole thing. Uh, so that's, like, I hope that plays out. So now, for Dory, you've got a beloved show, okay, premise, mm -hmm. okay, you love the premise. You've mm -hmm. got, you'll have Ernie Hudson, you've got an actor that you like from something else, you're, you're going to give it a chance, right? You're going to give it a go. I really am. I really am. Now, I'll, I'll tell you. And I will report so back. Far, so mm -hmm. far, Scott Bakula said he's not going to be in it. 
not going to make an appearance. He's not involved. <gasps> but imagine They're not they gonna... find him and they get him home. I'm telling you, Dory, imagine. because imagine. He, put a, he put a social media post on. This is what yeah. drew me to it. Dressed, because in one of the episodes, he ends up like as a Carmen Miranda type uh, yeah. lady with, you know, the fruit bowl thing on her head yeah, or whatever. Yeah. He ends up as one of those characters. He posts that picture and kind of goes, i got to disappoint me. i got to disappoint you. I'm not going to show up in it. But I think it's a ruse because he will not show up in it. But surely, fan service, right? Convert a whole new generation. So Dory's into hmm. it. We spent way longer talking about than I expected. But way longer. Stuff. But I just, I'm just checking. There's only been one episode so far. Only one episode Correct. came out on the 19th of September. So earlier this week. The 19th of September, and the next one is coming out on Monday. So, we'd have to wait like a week. This is like a we're going to have to wait and stuff. So, I'll I'll maybe wait till there's a few in case I really like it, and then I'll uh, report back. But I see I that know. the title of episode one, Paolo, is July 13th, 1985. I'm already into it. All right. Okay. <laughs> you give it a go. You let me know. Here's the um, thing, right? When I watched the original Quantum Leap, it was the 80s. Now we're going no. to see the 80s from the not 80s, and we always appreciate that. Oh, so maybe, yes, because he never went back. He was never, he never, obviously never went to the 80s. No, um, no. All right. Wasn't there one episode where he like went back and missed himself by a day or something? Possibly, original don't remember. There was, there was something like that where like, they, they kind of imagine if his whole day had turned different. Anyway, so that's mm. Quantum Leap. Dory's going to check that out. Um, Courtney Cox, right? Okay. We know, yes. we know her. Yes, right. So she, I think it was some anniversary of the first time we see Courtney Cox in the 80s is in a Bruce Springsteen music video, Dancing in the Dark. Mm. Pulls yes. her up on stage. She's got this little boyish haircut, and she's just, she's like she's cool. She's like, hey, this is someone new, but probably just a girl in a um, music video. Uh, she was also in Masters of the Universe, right? Mm. She showed up with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, if you could take your eyes off his pecs for a second, you saw Courtney Cox. She did some TV commercial work, which you spotted a few years ago. Or oh, a few a few months yes. ago, right? We spoke about it in an episode. Yes. Well, it was a few years ago, a few years ago. She was in an ad. Um, I think this was kind of when she was kind of breaking through. Uh, for I think it was for feminine. tampons or something. Yes, something thank, like thank that. Thank you. Yes, yes. it's nice. It's that way. Okay. <laughs> so she was in an ad in her teens, and she's this cool young. You know, it just comes gym class, and now she's talking about her uh, tampons. And listen, eighties. Ads for tampons. Like, I remember in South Africa, we had the one about the wings. That was a big win, one. And the girl yeah. said, well, when I party, I party. So, I need to be sure. Like, I don't understand the mechanics of the whole thing. But <laughs> that's what I remember. Like, tampon ads stood out in the 80s. I think because of the subject matter. It was just people just didn't advertise it before, right? Um, yeah. So, Courtney Cox, because she's awesome. I actually think she's great. Yes. <laughs> redoes this ad. Okay, but kind of going, in, when I was a teenager, obviously, I'm talking about tampons. But yes. now I'm in my 50s, and I'm going to be talking about something else. I'm going to play it for you. Just take a listen to this. 
Did your life change once a month because of your period? Did your life completely change because of menopause? Still using pads? Still getting hot flashes? Let, Let me, me tell it to you, straight. Tampax can change the way you feel about your period. Menopause can change the way you feel about getting older. Tampax tampons protect internally, so you feel cleaner. Menopause will eat you alive. It's horrible. Nothing no else can, can do that. Feeling cleaner is more comfortable. Plus, more women use Tampax than any other tampon or pad. Plus, you get the added bonus of drier skin and getting ball patches. Now that's, that's something. Remember, there's a feeling with Tampax. Remember, there is nothing good about menopause. It, it can actually change the way you feel about, about your period. Older. Can I just say that she looks <laughs> like she's had some work done? Oh, no, it's very no, funny. Sorry, it's, you don't need to say that anymore. I mean, it's like, let's just assume... <laughs> Like it's it's easier to sp- rather say when no one's had work done, right? Um, but as you heard, I don't know there, why people can't just sport. grow old gracefully. They must grow old gracefully. She looks so it's weird. Business. Oh. I know she does. She does. Um, yeah, she, 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 her but, mouth can barely move when she talks. But Dory, menopause. <sighs> it could be that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. It's very funny. I appreciate yeah. it. So that video will post up that 80 show essay. Obviously, her jumping back and forth. It's, it's very well done. It's very funny. Humorous. Yes. We had a lol. Dory, not a fan of her work. Not a fan of what she's had done to herself. I'm, I'm a fan of her work, <laughs> not the work that's been done on her. <laughs> right. What, ha- right. what has she done, though? I mean, like, okay, listen. I think when you've done Friends, you're okay. Like, you don't have mm-hmm. to do more, and which have kind of other. I mean, that really is enough. That really is enough. Yeah. She also did, like, right. the Scream movies. and Oh, she did. Didn't she? She had that horrible. She, yeah. she was in them. She had that horrible show, Cougar Town. Um, oh, that was terrible. Not a, Honestly, just Friends. Yeah, Friends is good enough. Friends is good and, enough. And that that's cool. Like, do it. Like, yeah. um, you know, David Schumer was played, like, the Kardashians' dad. Like, you know, it's <laughs> fine. <laughs> But, um, you know, we're actually talking about this. And this is something I think the 80s did this quite well in that they knew when to end a show. I don't know if it's like, you know, maybe they were probably, but they just knew when to end a show. End a sitcom, it's time to go. Because um, my daughter and I, we just kind of finished watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And it it, it petered out, right? And I said, listen, it's a classic thing. Once people start getting married and having kids and actually developing as characters, it starts like that's kind of the death knell. Um, And we're speaking about friends. Friends just knew where to end it. Like commercial success, highest viewing, and this is when we're done. We're out. All our characters Mm. will move on, but we're not going to show it. Um, Seinfeld kind of like also, we're done, we're out. Uh, And in the 80s, they just knew. They just knew it's time. We're going to go out, rather have everyone love us. Let's just not keep pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing a la modern family. Like it just, it just doesn't work. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I gave that up many moons ago, but yes. If, if you are confronted with going, should I watch modern family again? Oh, look, there's married with children. Nine times out of 10, yeah. you watch married with children. Exactly. Nine times out of 10. Right. And the only one time you're watching modern family is to see Al Bundy. Like that, that's it. Right. So, uh, movies. We love movie recommendations, but my God, I've got like such homework Dory needs me to do here. She teases <laughs> me. This, she goes, I've got a show that's not a show. I've never seen a show, but it's played as a show, but I'm going to send you this thing and you got to watch it, but don't watch it before. Watch it for three seconds. I, I'm, I am bamboozled, but I know it's going to be great. Uh, okay. Or not. Let me, or I not. need to concentrate. I need to concentrate, okay. Dory. Okay. Give me my homework. What do I need to do? 
So last week, my husband said to me, I have something for you for your show. Because he's always on the lookout for 80s things for me. And no, it's, it's he brings great. me a flash it's drive. Very supportive. Yes. The 80s no, show has become sentient. It's just <laughs> generating content around us. Okay. Yes. Good. Yes. Brings me a flash drive and goes, there's a series. Give it a watch. Of course, I don't have time. Things happen. Life happens. But then, as we mentioned earlier in the show, load shedding. And so at one point, we're sitting there in the dark, but I've got my laptop. And I'm like, oh, let me try that show. (laughs) Right. And he said to me, it's so bad, it's good. He was half right. It's so bad, it's bad. Oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen the show. You might have. Because although we definitely didn't get it on TV here in the 80s, Apparently, it did have a run on the Sci-Fi Channel. So, if you've ever watched the Sci-Fi Channel, you might have come across this Uh, show. That was a great channel. Okay. It's a show called Otherworld. Okay. It ran for eight episodes from January to March in 1985, talking about knowing when to end it. I think it probably got canceled. So, I have all eight episodes I have watched the first one and it's incredibly unlikely that I'm going to watch any more because it was <laughs> so bad. But I, I have to mention it because it just has a lot of 80s-ness that you kind of just have to laugh. It's not supposed to be funny. It's supposed to be a serious sci-fi show, but we just laughed the whole way through. (laughs) And that's why I need you to watch bits of it to understand. Let me give you the the basic premise. There's a family. They're on holiday for some reason in Egypt. They're an American family. They're on holiday in Egypt. And they, they go on a tour of one of the pyramids in tour in inverted commas, because it's some dodgy dude who takes them into the pyramid and takes them into a place you're not supposed to go. I mean, does this sound familiar so far? And something happens and they get transported to another dimension. Uh-huh. But you're not sure if it's another dimension, if it's another planet, if it's another – well, it's clearly another world because the show is called Other World. Oh, okay. um, I missed that. Okay, good. Thank you. Right. <laughs> but it's not clear. Other than that, it's not clear. And they have to kind of pretend that they're supposed to be there. It's very weird. Spoiler alert, what it turns out to be, this place that they they end up in, is, and this is actually, it's such a cool idea, but it's just done so badly. But it's a great idea and it's a great story story premise. They end up in this place where the people are acting really strangely and they can't figure out why. And then they find out that the people are actually robots, but like very realistic humanoid robots that look like humans and what happened is the robots kind of took over and try are are trying to be human they're trying to act human so for example the woman goes to the shops to buy food and the food is literally like imagine a can and then there's a white label on the can and in black lettering it just says meat that's all right and she says to the guy in the shop what kind of meat is this and he looks at her and goes i don't understand the question it's meat. <laughs> so they're like okay. kind of half doing playing at humans correctly. <laughs> anyway, I don't know what happens but, after that episode. But, but, but so, so this in this other dimension, an earth exists. That I don't know if it's earth. Like, okay. Logically, so, so there's obviously some sort of thing. And obviously this is why they had to be in Egypt because it's some sort of portal from the pyramid that's 
dude, I have no answers to these questions. I am not even saying watch this show. <laughs> but you do have to watch the opening credits for a little bit because they're hilarious and over the 80s. And then just the scene where they get transported through the pyramid, the way it is done is so funny. And I want you to watch it and describe it for our dear listeners. And I don't even know if I'll be able to share it with them because I don't think it's anywhere online. This show. It, I mean, I haven't looked. It might be on YouTube. That would be amazing because it's so terrible. All but right. um, have you downloaded the I've I've got it here. I've got it here. Right. I'm going to – okay, so you need watch me the, to – Watch a bit of the opening credits for me and tell me what you see. Okay, let's see this. You, you may hear it playing in the background. So, oh, it's an eye. There's an eye. Man walking. Oh, it looks like a video. The man jumps down. There's a lady coming out of water. It's very, like, cheaply shot. They're not really – how, How's the music? Kiss. How's the music? music is great. you got to listen to this. I'm going to try to push this up here. Some good. Listen, it's very dystopian. And Dory, I'm going to tell you something. I've got to tell you something about this. Like, all of this is what you ex- expect. Like a 1980s yes, TV show. A 1980s idea of the future. <laughs> yeah. And it's got all that and no budget. And it's a happy family. They look like cool. There's two brothers. Is it two brothers? It's three brothers. There's a girl there. So it's two brothers and a sister. A young girl, yeah. So the two yes. brothers. But Dory, I've got to tell you something here, right? I just saw it now. I've seen the show. <laughs> the whole of it? Every episode? No. I don't <laughs> know. No, no, no. I can't tell you what I've seen, how I've seen or whatever. But here in the trailer, just after a minute, and it popped up when I looked for the image search as well. There is a car. Okay. Yes. I love 80s vehicles. There is yes, a car. The car is amazing. I've seen the car. I've that it's car like a is very. Hovercraft. Yes. It it looks like how kids draw cars. <laughs> if you have a child in your house, ask them like if they're under eight, ask them to draw a car. They're either mm-hmm. going to a car from the future, a sports car, don't not a sports car. This is what mm. this car looks like. It's like an orb type of. It's very definitely a car that they put something over. I have seen this because I have seen that car. Right. I've seen the show. I've seen this. Uh, and yeah, just scrolling through there in Egypt. I just really now. want you to hear the, the son talking about wanting to go. It's so, the dialogue is so funny where he talks in the beginning about wanting to go home from Egypt. Okay. And, so, oh my God. Where, this is where your complicated instructions come in. So, this is where you play from one minute and 15 seconds. One minute and 15 seconds. It's very specific. Very specific. So this is the son. The family are sitting around having lunch. This is before they're going on the tour of the pyramid. And the son's talking about wanting to go back home. And it's just so funny. Job's almost finished. Did you say weeks? It's the old engineering game, son. Don't build a hydroelectric plant overnight. I'm homesick. I want to go back to California. I want to breathe smog. I want to have my mind polluted with rock and roll and mingle with trendy L.A. chicks and watch MTV and cruise the boulevard. You know, I was talking earlier this week. I saw a... A post. Somebody's like released an NFT. I don't know who it is. And I was like, you know, this post looks like it was written by AI in like February 2022, <laughs> right? It just goes, what's trending? What are people talking about? Let me create something. This is exactly what this is. He was, what is the most likely thing a stereotypical teenager in California yes. would say? Exactly. That's what he <laughs> 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's dog shit, Dory. But that car, <laughs> I got to tell you, that's uh, it. It's I, I remember it because it's like it's not like DeLorean or Kit or the eighteen van, but it's a subset of they go like we got cars like kind of the car and wraith or um, street hawk or the highwayman. So it's not your A list car. This is kind of your Comic Con car, right? That'd still be appearing at Comic Cons, <laughs> right? I remember the car. I've seen the show. I'm not hating it. Okay, okay. I mean, I wanted you to watch the part where they get transported, but maybe let's let's just say that it seems that it is all on YouTube. That's I'm just looking stuff. to check. Go, go check out the car. Go check out the uh, car. At least the first episode is definitely on YouTube, and that is the one I have seen, and that is, okay, I will put the link to this on our Facebook page, and you all can watch all the things we've just spoken about. I'm, I'm not hating it. I'm not ha- hating it. It is exactly the sort of thing I would have been all over, I think, But here's, this is exactly what I said. As horrendous as I find this now, if I had seen this in the 80s, I probably would have thought mm. it was amazing. Yep. So, yeah. Yep. No, that that's exactly it. We because like I say, don't be cynical. Watch stuff with eighties eyes. We we weren't judging then. Mm. We mm-hmm. weren't judging that. Um, we we didn't know better. I mean, I love the the depiction of uh, Egypt. It's certainly <laughs> not Egypt. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> For people will tell you that the only restaurants you're finding outside the pyramids are McDonald's. You're not finding <laughs> high street cafe dining. Um, I mean, this restaurant is literally outside a pyramid. I mean, <laughs> this is not Egypt. Okay, so that is Dory's movie, Other World. When you see the car, we'll put it that eighty show essay on Facebook. Picture of the car, you'll know it. You'll know it. So I don't yeah. know where I know that car from. I know that car. I'll put a picture of the car with a link to the first episode on YouTube and go wild. Is all I can say. Go wild. Go wild. So actually, nice link into my movie, Dory. I don't know if we're going to have time to get to this actual article. We've been holding it off for weeks and weeks and weeks. Found an article about the worst movies of the 80s, right? Right. And um, there's some contentious. They got Cocktail in there. They got Rambo in there. They got Howard the Duck. And like, there's kitsch value in a lot of them, right? But the first movie on there was so bad. It This was the movie that made them decide, I don't know who them are, to create the Razzies. Right. Okay. Now the Ra- the Razzies are the reverse Oscars. It's like they reward, they they nominate the worst actor, the worst movies. Like nobody shows mm-hmm. up to the ceremony. It's like super like right. But this movie inspired the creation of the Razzies. Okay. And I was like, I cannot not watch that. So I found it. Oh boy, I, I got to tell you, if you want to talk about not watching with cynical. <laughs> So, this movie is released in 1980. Okay. You've never seen this. It was released in 1980. Apparently, so it says, and and my sleuthing found this, they still play this movie. It's kind of like a Christmas tradition in Australia and New Zealand. It still gets played on TV over that period. It's kind of become- Is is it an Australian movie? No, no, no. Very American. It's oh, okay. Channel 9. Channel 9 in Australia. Like, that's one of their big t- uh, TV stations. It's not a joke station, but it's become a Christmas tradition that they show this movie. Now, 1980, we've spoken and hinted sometimes about disco demolition. 
there was just this instant backlash against disco that everyone just hated it. It was huge mm. for like three years, Saturday Night Fever, John Travolta, Bee Gees, and then everyone just like, you know what? I don't like that. Um, there was some mischief in it as well because people who like disco tended not to be straight um, middle-class males, right? It, it was very much a gay and a black um, mm. subculture, and I think there was a lot of link to it. But yeah. people just hated it. There was no- notorious the one baseball game. Everyone said, just bring all your disco albums. We're going to burn them, destroy them, and everyone hated disco. And this movie released after that. So disco was 100% dead. And we find disco didn't die, it just went quiet and then kind of reinvented itself as house music and pretty much all the music we listen to today. Right. <laughs> Dory, when I say to you disco bands, right, instantly come to your head. I've said Bee Gees. Is there another disco band that comes to your head? Disco band. Disco. Disco. <sighs> D-I-S-C-O. Disco. <laughs> is so that this, a clue? This- the fact that you've spelt it out. <laughs> this movie is based on this other band. Maybe you don't think of them a disco. When I talk to you about a kitsch band, um, an iconic maybe gay band. Okay. The Village People? Right. Okay. So this movie is kind of the autobiographical story of The Village People. It's called, <gasps> it's called How have I not seen it? It's called Can't Stop the Music. I've never even heard of it. No, it is. It inspired the Razzies. It was so bad. But like I said, I've got a very high tolerance for shit movies. I goddamn love this. (laughs) It sounds like my kind of movie, though. I mean, even if it's, is the acting really bad? Oh, it is a nightmare. It is a nightmare. It stars the village people. Now, like, listen. The actual village people. The actual, the actual village, village people. The oh. actual village people. They hated it, right? So if you know the village people, very camp band from the 80s, YMCA, you've danced to YMCA. They're the guys who did YMCA, right? And their characters was one was a policeman, one was a biker, one was a cowboy, one was a construction worker, and one was a Native American, right? He wasn't even Native American. He is Spanish. No. Yes. <laughs> of Latin heritage, right? But so, he used to dress up what, as a Native American. To dress up as a Native well, American. Well, as they called and him they in were, the 80s, the Indian. The Indian, right? So <laughs> um, they were based on kind of stereotypical gay characters in America um, uh, at the time, and each one of them took the persona, and they were just fun. They just had fun music, whatever. They hated this movie. They didn't want to be in it. They read it, and they said, really, guys, cashing in is one thing. This is a piece of shit. Um, but they still <laughs> they still did the movie, right? And it kind of follows the story of how the village people get put together. Some guy, a record executive, says, I'm going to put a band together. He starts recruiting, and bit by bit, you see these guys kind of auditioning. Um, it's, oh, my God, it is so fun. Suddenly, okay, there are two people you're going to know from this movie outside the village people because nobody knows the village people. You know the character. You don't know who they are. They could have swapped people out. Would never yeah. have been right. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg <gasps> is a guy. Really? Is a guy in it. Is a guy in it. Very young. He's a DJ. He's a mu- he's so he is um, a music producer, very talented, but can't sing. And somebody gives him the idea of say, okay, well, why don't you manufacture a band? And then so he's the music behind the band while they the front they sing. He does the music, right? So that's 
Steve Gutenberg's guy. That's who he plays. <laughs> okay. Now, I've got to... I've got to be careful like how I position this person, right? Because in the 80s, it was one person. This person is no longer this person. Huh? Olympic (laughs) athlete playing a tax lawyer. For some reason, I don't even know how he fits in. Bruce Jenner shows up. (laughs) Okay. And... And has a major problem. So, so oh, also in there, Steve Gutenberg's friend, she's a model who now starts introducing her to all these guys who are going to put the band together and um, now becomes the affection or the object of Bruce Jenner's affection, but has a major problem with her hangouts. So he doesn't say it, but he's got a problem with the lifestyle of the guys who are part of the band. Okay. He doesn't like got this it. world. None of the characters are out. So they're all straight. So now you've got to imagine the village people as straight, but they perform in gay clubs, and he doesn't like this. He, he doesn't want part of this. Bruce Jenner, okay, in the 80s. Right. That's what his character does. Um, it is just – there is a there's no plot. It is just a series of basically uh, music videos and of their B-list songs. There's no Macho Man. There's no In the Navy. It's just a lot of like kind of – can't stop the music is obviously one – it's just a lot of set pieces into very elaborate music videos. One of the scenes took three weeks to shoot and all their budget. Like, it's that kind of movie. The, the best part, though, is... Yes. I, I, oh, I've got to tell you something. The, the second best part is... The third best part, there's so much. Olivia <laughs> Newton-John was offered the role of the model friend, but she turned it down because she was doing Xanadu. And then they always put this movie together as a double header. So Olivia Newton John was supposed to be in this, said no. Okay. Another crap. <gasps> wow, sounds like she dodged a bullet though, hey? She, well, hey, listen, I don't know. I don't know if she You did, love it, is, so you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> if you've ever wondered, because I have, what do the village people look out of costume? This movie addresses that because – you do see them besides the <laughs> besides the Native American and the leather man. No, actually, there's one scene. You see them out of costume. It's like seeing a Smurf without a hat. It's like <laughs> the <laughs> suddenly they're the village people. They're not wearing their clothes. They're in normal street clothes. And if you've ever wondered, now YMCA is in it, and the line goes, "It's fun to stay at the YMCA." Right. Oh boy. <laughs> Oh dear! Do you do you see how much fun it is to stay at the YMCA? <laughs> now, the the lead singer of Village People, the guy who was the a policeman, he was the only member of the group not gay. He was straight, had a wife, and he went through like a lot of effort to prove that he wasn't gay. Right? He is always like, no, no, I'm straight. I've got a family. His wife was a, a well a well known actress. If you see her picture, you know who she is. You've seen her in stuff. Um, okay. So f- I think Felicia Rashad. That's her name. Yeah, f- we know Felicia Rashad. She's been like been a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> From the that Cosby was Show. His, that was his wife. I'm probably saying uh, I'll double check it, but I'm pretty sure it's. Okay, her I'm going right. to so d- double check it. Double check it, right? You're the fact checker. You're going to double check that, right? And he says no. The YMCA wasn't about. There was no homosexuality about YMCA. It was just when he was a kid, he loved staying at the YMCA with his friends. But of course, now village people not going to sing about that. You can have a good time. You can hang out with all the boys, like you know. <laughs> we all right. They do this YMCA scene 
and this is what's going up on our Facebook page in HD. It is fun. It is a lot of glistening men. No one's wearing a shirt. There is bench pressing. There is rope skipping. There is elaborate <laughs> scenes. There, there are men doing handstands upside down. There, there is men swimming in, in white swim trunks in the Olympic-sized swimming pool. There is pummel horses. There is wrestling. There is foxy boxing. There is Bruce foxy Jenner's boxing. Wait, wait, slam. wait. What is, what is foxy boxing? <laughs> kind of like boxing, but sexy. So you're not like throwing punches. You're like swirling hands. You're just looking foxy while you're doing it. <laughs> okay. Right. <laughs> there is Bruce Jenner slam dunking a basketball at the YMCA. There is... It is a family movie. It's a PG-13. There is a full frontal shot of all the men in the shower. All showering <gasps> together. No. P- PG-13, full frontal. This YMCA, it, it's like you watch this, you go, it is fun to stay at the YMCA. Well, that place <laughs> looks like a blast. I don't care what your sexual orientation is. You're going there. That is a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. <laughs> I... Literally cannot wait to watch this movie. I am so it, excited. It is so great. It's a musical, right? I mean, do, how how don't look for a plot, don't look for a story. Everything is an excuse to make a song. Steve Gutenberg is in it. Bruce Jenner is in it. All the village people. It's got most of their B grade songs. I mean, it's only really YMCA is their big hit that plays out. This just watch it for the YMCA scene alone. It is the acting is a nightmare. It is so bad. It is a work of art. That is all I can say. It is, it is the apex of shit movies. I watch a lot of shit. I, I, I've, it is for so, me. I, I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> so yours is so bad. It's great. Mine is so bad. It's so bad. Oh, Got no. it. I mean, no. It is. It is a glorious, glorious movie. If if you just want to Google image search, just out of okay. interest, can't stop the music. I, just I mean, before we, before we get onto that, Felicia Rashad was married to a member of the Village People, but he was an original member, and it doesn't look like he is actually in this movie. So oh. she was married to a guy named Victor Willis, who was the original lead singer in 1978, but then he was replaced. The policeman was replaced by Ray Simpson. For the movie. So, you were half right. Well, you, half right. you know, really, I don't think at this point it matters. Because <laughs> <laughs> it changes <laughs> nothing. Yes. Okay. Now, there is a link that, that you had about the worst movies that explains this whole thing. Yes. And I, yes. I, I clicked that link, but you did not warn me before clicking the link of the picture that I would see from this movie. So, this is the beautiful thing. So, as I said... Bruce Jenner has a major problem with the lifestyle of these guys. He's like, no. And he doesn't like his girlfriend. She's a model. He's like, I don't want you hanging out because I don't approve of the lifestyle. Yet he walks around in the street with them in full uniform. But what is he wearing, Dory? This heterosexual male of the 80s, Olympic gold, or four years away from winning the Olympic gold medal, Dory. What is Bruce Jenner wearing? The shortiest shorts I've ever seen in my life. The (laughs) shortiest cut to under the nipples denim <laughs> denim denim shorts and then yes a very very not even a tank i mean it's like it's like someone took a tank top and shortened it to just cover his boobies 
No, it now is. we should say her baby. Let, let's be clinically correct, her boobies. But I'm not even worried about that person in the picture. It's the other guy in the jeans, Paolo, that is giving me trauma. The, the, con, the guy. So, so oh, look, all the village people are in there. Are you talking about the guy who played the construction worker in the village? I'm assuming people? he's the construction worker. He is yes, wearing, yes. he has a glorious mustache. Glorious mustache. He is wearing a very tight, it looks like, it's probably white, but it looks a bit pinkish, sleeveless shirt. Very it's tight. painted on. It's painted It looks on. like it's painted that, on him. It's, that, that is body art. He's, that's not a t-shirt. And Paula, I don't know if it's the angle of the photo, but he looks like he has a package for us. He has a package oh and a half for us. Oh, boy. Ding dong. <laughs> Take a latte at the door. <laughs> now you're saying that I'm going to see this man in the shower in the movie. I'm just going to no, quickly download no. the movie. <laughs> he, he's he's not in the shower. All the 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 oh. boys you have fun with, they're all in the shower. He's he's not. Um, he's there, and you see them in there. But listen, he he wears. They probably shorts. said you cannot be in the shower. You're going to scare everyone watching the movie. <laughs> Exactly. We don't have money for an extra cast member um, if I have to be that crude. <laughs> cast member. It works on so many levels. Oh, I can't. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Can we just – I'm done. It, listen, we've actually – I mean, Quantum Leap took us a lot of time. We're going to wrap up the show now, but honestly. have to. have to. Can't stop the music. I want to have a viewing party for Can't Stop the Music. I want to invite all four fans of that 80s show and we're going to go to a cinema and we're going to dress up as village people and we're going to watch this movie because that is the only way to pay homage. They called so, it the worst movie. It inspired the Razzies. Well, let me tell you. So Barrett, our, um, our child savant, our celeb savant, Barrett, has been begging me to watch Xanadu with him again. So let's do... The double feature. Let's do it. I mean, I'm going to refrain from calling it a double header based on what we're just talking about. But yes, let's do it. It's all got pear shaped on that 80s show. Start talking about the village people. You're going to end up in the gutter. This movie was so bad. It, I disagree. It is phenomenal can't stop the music i think it's probably the best movie i have ever reviewed and i reviewed hot tickets to hawaii <laughs> dory is it even worth asking you what you learned from this week's show <laughs> i no no please no oh god well everything. i learned about quantum leap i mean let's let's be serious i learned about that there's a new quantum okay, leap that good. is the logical answer Okay, good. Take that away with you. This has been that 80 show. <laughs> Everything. Uh, oh, God. That 80 show SA Facebook. Honestly, like, I just... And you know what? We can only play out with the village people. Thanks for joining me, Dory. Goodbye. <laughs>